We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Extra, extra, absolutely nothing has happened and nothing is going on in the world of Gilead, and for once it's not propaganda, it's actually completely true, because nothing has happened at all, and that's the end of the podcast. Just kidding, we'll draw it out for you, just like The Handmaid's Tale would. That's right, here on the Gilead Gazette, we give you everything you need to know about The Handmaid's Tale, and uh, the world of Gilead in general, which isn't a lot. My name is Jacob Burrows. Wow, my name is Jim Scampoli, and I feel like we're pulling a little switcheroo here. Uh, Jacob Burrows is taking a stance that he usually doesn't take uh, here at the Gilead Gazette. Yeah, no, seriously, Jim, what is this shit going on in the show at this point? Hey, maybe they'll turn me around. Maybe they will. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I've had a few beers. Who knows? (laughs) I'm just saying, this mid-season is painful so far. And what is this pain I'm talking about? Why? It's episodes 4, 5, and 6 of season 3 of The Handmaid's Tale. God bless the child, unknown caller, and household. Um, By the mere uh, implication that we've done a switcheroo, are you more on the positive side now, Jim, on this season? Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm not... Like, it sounds like right off the jump, you're pretty down. Uh, and usually I feel like I'm doing that. Uh, yeah, I know. I, and snuck, I, and I, I like, had to get in there. <laughs> I felt like if I didn't get it in there early, you would take that role. And I felt like, for once, this is my time to shine in the negativity realm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I watched the first... No, it, it might be me. It might partially be me, but I started watching the first of these episodes... And I was like, Jesus Christ, still with this? Still doing this, huh? Because, But I do feel that's justified. It's not like I'm, you know, I, I feel like the show has promised me change, and I've not seen any. That's what I feel like. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that's fair. Um, I feel like maybe you let three episodes build up and you had to watch them in a row, so it felt a little rougher. Uh, I don't yeah, I mean, I'm not not gonna lie. I did do that. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, it, it, maybe that that could certainly have an effect. But Jim, then why was I pissed after five minutes of one episode? Because <laughs> I knew there was more. I knew there was a lot more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm 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 with that kind of because it is almost all over the place. Uh, but also definitely kind of standing still. It does feel like that as well, because. You know, in we we discussed the first three episodes that were kind of dropped at once, uh, and here we are three weeks later with three more. But the first three episodes, a lot about Commander Lawrence and a lot about that. Uh, he's barely in these episodes. Like he yep. takes he takes a big time back seat. We're back with the Waterfords, and I guess in a weird way, maybe I'm happy because like Serena's taken quite a dive, and I'm kind of like, haha, see, I fucking told you. Why the fuck are people yeah. acting like Serena should be trusted? Uh, but you're right; it definitely feels very samey, um, with some new, some new torture thrown in, like people getting their mouths bolted shut and what have you. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, it's probably just the like. I, I've read some stuff about how they were thinking about the writing. I, I've read that. The thought is that this break with Serena and, you know, our favorite handmaid of the whole bunch, it's, like, going to be really important for the rest of the season. It sets the sets the stage and everything. And I'm like, 
this is, I swear to God, the tenth time I've seen this scene where they get closer and then they push each other further away and then they get closer and then they push each other further away and that's all well and good. But, like, to have it on this massive scale, I'm just like, oh, my God, we could have gotten you further apart by now if you just kept going down that path before, you know? Yep. It's just been a constant back and forth. And like you were saying, every time we have to go like, why would you trust Serena? And then, yeah. <laughs> then she just does again because she's like, surely the same, like we wouldn't do the same three episodes again, would we? But then we do. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like, I, I, I didn't dislike the episodes as much as you did. I thought there was some good stuff there. But I definitely was thinking... Ah, like where, like where else can they go with this show? Uh, it does feel it feels like there should be more happening or some more change, and it is it is all going back again. I know we've harped on it a bunch, but season two finale when June decides to stay, and it's like here we are. Yeah, I mean, I guess we get to go to Washington D.C. and see the 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 handmaids that have the things covering their mouth. Uh, where which reminded me of like in Star Wars, you know, if you have a stormtrooper and then you go to a new place and you got like a different type of stormtrooper, it's like, ooh, this is the cool, like, this would be the new handmade cosplay when they do protests in Washington or whatever. Like, they're throwing in a little accessory to add even more to it. Uh, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, it's, it's like a sand trooper, yeah. It, I mean, don't get me wrong, it is horrifying, but with this show, it's kind of like, oh, here we go, here's some more, you know. <laughs> the terrible things that are happening. Yeah, I didn't really mind that bit as such, though. It has been pointed out that surely the true horror of Gilead is that they would have the covering and then society would stop them from talking. And then it's like, nah, we're just going to actually physically bolt their mouths shut mm. and then sort of think that the rest of the world's going to think that's great. But, you know, I, it, I'm fine with that bit. But it is really the, like you said, all of this would probably be fine if she never had the chance to just leave. And then she did have the chance to just leave. She didn't get Holly. I mean, I do agree. There are good bits in these episodes, and we can get into those as well. But overall, on the movement of where we're going, I'm like, maybe if the last episode ended with her like showing defiance in the live TV broadcast or whatever, because we've been promised revolution. I believe they will deliver on this. But at the moment, I'm like... Oh, there's a lot about baby Nicole. Like, it's almost the same back and forth we've had with, uh, you know, the with Serena. We're now having with, oh, Nicole's safe. But then it's like, nah, Nicole's not safe. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're not, you, not only did you not get Holly, Nicole also would have been more safe if you'd left. Sorry, Holly. I mean, I got him mixed up there, but, you know. Well, no, Holly's right. Holly's actually her real name. She, yes, uh, June exactly. stupidly decided to call her Nicole, and now that's coming back. The, the the chickens are coming to roost now on that one. Yes. Uh, what I meant to say was she didn't get, not only did she not get Hannah, she also oh, made yes. Holly less safe by sending her off on her own, not being there to protect her, legally speaking. Great job. And, uh, and this is kind of nitpicky, but and I could just be misremembering here, because in one of these episodes they make a point of how Gilead has a, has a military force. Uh, and I guess that, would have to be true because the way they run Gilead, but I don't know. I kind of remember it didn't feel like they were a world power, uh, but I guess they are. 
There's a lot of us being shown more of Gilead, which is yeah. cool in its own way, but the rules of Gilead are kept in obscurity for us, which I think at one point was something that made perfect sense because the Handmaids uh, wouldn't know about that stuff, and we were in the perspective of the Handmaids. Now we have the Swiss in there going like, we don't know how the fuck Gilead works. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like, okay, it, it still kind of makes sense that we wouldn't know, but still... Um, I don't know. I, I I do agree with you on that. It's like um, we were given a post-apocalyptic image of the world in season one, and maybe that's just because we were in Gilead and they were sort of saying, yeah, yeah, everything's terrible out there in the dangerous world. Aren't you yeah. glad that Gilead's protecting you? And then Canada's just basically fine. You know, we had some meetings with Mexico in season one, but they're probably fine. Uh, Switzerland seems fine. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Our, d- how much of a military power they really are given that they can't even hold on to Chicago. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can go kind of through the episodes a bit. We don't have to go beat by beat, but, um, episode four, uh, we're kind of, we're intercutting with this mass baptism with, uh, flashbacks to when June had Hannah baptized. Uh, we do get to see her mother, Holly again. Um, and this kind of does set the the stage a bit for this uh, international incident revolving around uh, baby Nicole or baby Holly, whichever you know. We're we're Team Holly over here. Um, yeah. Which I, this stuff does make sense. Like you know, it's things we've somewhat seen happen in real life before. Uh, like you know, over whose jurisdiction, who's a citizen of who, and what can be done and then politics come into play and maybe the best choices aren't always made for the sake of politics. Uh, I didn't quite get where we were going yet because this was this episode four when they were making mention of it, but then, oh boy, we were in for a ride. Uh, I do like the flashbacks to the Hannah's baptism and how like her mother is, of course, kind of catty about it, but it is, it's not so much that they're religious, but they're kind of spiritual and it was like a, um, more of like a you know what they thank God for the child, but it's just kind of like this general thanks for this blessed miracle of, of, of having a child. Yeah. Uh, I felt, I mean, like I said, I I didn't love episode four because (laughs) it felt like it's a long, slow thing of here's more of handmaids walking. Here's another new ceremony we get to learn about in Gilead. Here's a dinner party. And none of that has any effect at all towards the end. The the one thing in the episode is Emily gets to reunite uh, with her son, which is beautiful yes. and great, uh, obviously. Everything in Canada is so great. <laughs> Just want to yeah. live there. Um, but yeah, no, we have to go through all this stuff, which the point of which is I'm not sure. Um, it, we have sort of uh, June arguing with Commander Waterford for giving Serena more uh autonomy more power sort of or more independence um but that doesn't really pan out does it i i did think i honestly thought that like serena i thought the thing was and this is skipping forward obviously but i thought the thing was that serena was doing the whole thing about baby nicole to get center stage and to get more power and that she would say to june like chill out like i'm doing this to get more power so we can break the system uh freedom for all or something wouldn't really be her kind of move but like well but, something along those lines but it's so much more basic than that but here's the problem is they could still do that 
And that's yeah. kind of even more of a waste in a weird way where it's going to be like us like four like well we've already we've got these three episodes then they they do like two more and then by the finale it's the fucking pull the rug out from under like no all along like and that i in a weird way i don't want that like if they're gonna do that just do that but like don't do this thing where we have to kind of uh, be in the dark as well because, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense that she wouldn't tell June, but but the problem is it's going to feel like a waste of time in the end because it's either like make Serena an ally and let's play with that, in, in even if it's in secret, or make her just the villain. Make up your mind. And it's the same thing they do with Commander Lawrence in a lot of respects as well because the show doesn't want – they think they're being sneaky and they don't want to play their hand, and they just have these – but it makes the characters seem – very wishy-washy and it makes the universe seem even more ridiculous not in like a horrifying sense of like oh my god the world of gilead's horrifying but more in the like yeah. what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah and i mean all of this should be prefaced by hey great acting like great lighting colors yes. amazing stuff like as always yeah but so so like set that all of that aside we already know all that's great so we're getting into the complaints here and this episode did feel like a slog for me and looking back on it it's even more justified because it really they just reverted on everything that's happening here later on and maybe the, and it feels like they'll revert on that again like you were saying uh we do have aunt lydia freaking out and and beating up uh what's her name janine uh um, yes janine or off howard of howard Yes, um, and she she sort of relapses and wants the baby and all of that, but that's all, again, like, Aunt Lydia's in the next episode, again, like, just being her same old self, that's the thing that keeps happening, that, like, it's almost like this is indicating that she's losing her political clout, but then, yeah, she's in the next, she's, she comes along to uh, Washington or whatever, it doesn't matter, yeah. uh, none of it matters. Um, well, hold on, before we move on from episode four, we need to talk about the fucking Batman scene. That happens. Do you remember the Batman scene? No. What Batman scene? Okay. Let me set the scene. This is a fucking Batman scene that happened in Handmaid's Tale. And, and to echo what you said, yes, uh, production-wise, acting. Uh, oh, now look... I know what scene you mean. But yeah, no, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, the look of this show is great. Uh, like, it's cinematic. It, it, it's very interesting to watch. They're doing a lot of cool things with the visuals. The acting is top-notch. But we have this scene where uh, <laughs> June's, like, in the foyer or whatever uh, after the party, and then Serena comes up behind her, and he's, she's like, you know, Hannah's... Uh, uh, like, the, the neighborhood she lives in, they she would go to this school in Brookline or whatever the fuck she says, somewhere in Massachusetts outside of Boston because it's there in Boston. And then... And then uh, <laughs> But June's like, thank you, Serena, and turns around, and Serena has disappeared like Batman. I couldn't fucking believe this. I didn't understand what this choice was and why she had to disappear like Batman. I know she just kind of went in the next room, but she, like, purposely did it really fast uh, to do a Batman, like, Commissioner Gordon moment. Like, thanks for the tip, Batman. Batman? Batman? Serena? Where did you go? (laughs) 
Yeah, and we all know Batman's always hiding around the corner, yeah. or like stuffed into like a a, a a ceiling corner, like like really holding on. But Serena must have uh, really jogged out of there. But yeah, that's that's basically the culmination. It's like, oh yeah, here here's some information. It's not not doesn't get used for the next two episodes. I'm sure it will towards the end of the season. But that's kind of the thing. It feels like. If you skipped all of this stuff, you, you get to do some world building and, all, and that, but it's still like you would still be at, you're still at the same spot, basically, or even further back, two steps uh, back, one step forward, that sort of thing. Yeah, because then we have Luke on the video, on the protest video, and he's got uh, baby Nicole there, and June confirms it, um, and then they have, like, she has that moment where she can walk away and kind of smile. Uh, then we do see that Luke does get baby Nicole baptized as well. Uh, and I do want to shout out, they play uh, Down in the River to Pray from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I mean, I'm sure it's an yeah. old song from something else, but I'm pretty sure they use the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? version, yeah. which is played during a baptism scene. Good shout outs. Sweet movie refs. Thank you. Oh, yeah. This is why we come to The Handmaid's Tale. All the sweet movie refs. We love them. That's like Ready Player One up in here. Um so yeah, that that does lead us into the next episode where, yeah, the big thing is that you know, Serena's allowed into the room with all these commanders who cut off her finger um, to uh, learn about what's going on with her baby, and the baby becomes a big political thing rather than just you know the baby's gonzo. Um, this is probably asking too much, and I guess it doesn't matter, but I don't buy that they would allow this. Yeah, no. And in a and in a weird way she ruins it almost from the jump because she starts crying in the um like meeting and it's almost like all those guys are like, Oh, here we go, you know, <laughs> let a woman in, she starts crying, woman can't handle being a leader. Like it just felt a little too like too easy with some of the stuff we've seen and the way like these Gilead people are supposed to be. I mean, but she doesn't start crying, does she? You just mean kind of she's a bit emotional or I she? put. I mean, I know it says she's cry. She cries at the meeting, basically, and I put not a good look. I mean, maybe she's. Yeah. She definitely gets tear. Maybe she's not like bawling, bawling, but she definitely starts crying at the meeting. No, you're right. She starts crying, and everyone leaves. So, yeah. <laughs> great. Uh, like, oh, way to go, Fred. You know, good, good call by you. <laughs> yeah, but it's like um, Fred kind of sells it as like it's up to her what happens next. Like, what what did you want? And he's even like. We don't need the Waterfords in this show right now, I feel like, because Fred is such a nothing character. Yeah. And, and like, because he's he sort of agreed to, like, okay, she sent the baby away to Canada. Like, I got you some pictures here, so, like, but then now I'm going to get her back, but I don't know. Anyway, she wants to see Nicole to say bye, and they go to mm. June to ask for this, and she's like, no, of course not, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, and... She she knows that it's not going to end well. It's not going to make her, like, she's not going to be able to let go after that. And yet, I mean, this does parallel her and Hannah from earlier, I suppose, in the season. Um, so she just kind of knows that it won't work out. I stupidly had enough faith in Serena or in the show in general that I didn't think that it would just be, oh, now, now she definitely wants the baby back and, and nothing will stop her. Nothing will get in her way. I didn't think that. Well, but, but honestly, we dude, I'm convinced that this is all a smokescreen. And then Serena at the end is going to be like, I had to do it. I had to do this. Like, I, this was my uh, political currency to get power, you know, 
I'm convinced that's what it's going to be, and it's going to be like, all right, whatever. Uh, I thought that there were, like, a couple of scenes that made me go, oh, they're not doing that. Like, I mean, arguing in front of the Lincoln Memorial and that. Oh, and that was so fucking melodramatic. Oh, we'll get to that, whatever. Yeah, but for example, and, and like, I, I think another scene maybe with Waterford, I, I don't remember ex- the specifics, but it made me go, oh, wait, that's not what we're doing? But then, like you said, it could definitely be what we're doing. Yeah. Um Yeah, cuz well, before that, I mean, we have like we have a classic uh June voiceover, so, you know, it's a miracle, my baby's free. You know, they offer bra- uh grace. You know, we don't die from something, we die from lack of love, and then we have of Matthew, uh who's being a piece of shit. Uh that's like June's yeah, I'm, I'm, partner, yeah. stuff like that. Um yeah. And yeah, Fred wants Serena to join. You have a say. They want to arrange the visit. No. And yeah, I guess I read it more as, I mean, I guess you're right. She, uh, June did see the potential there of that would mean that uh, Serena wouldn't let go. But I just saw it more also as like, uh, no, it's probably a trick. Uh, why should I ever trust you? And, yeah, uh, that as well. <laughs> But yeah, it turns I, mean, it- I guess maybe because because Serena's asking it and saying it's to say bye, and she did give up Nicole, so like that is the basis we're standing on. She does understand that Gilead equals bad. Um, but yeah, I, more importantly, we get a scene where she finally gets to talk to Luke after three seasons. Um, so that's pretty emotional. Yeah, they both do well a done. good job acting wise and, and just the writing of that scene in general, and that she has to ask for something and that doesn't make sense to him and it's like there's an implicit threat obviously um in the whole thing it's it's i don't know it, it's good stuff here and then of course like june just doesn't want them to see her like kind of emotion and yeah. uh, just like you know how painful it is anyways to not to, to someone you haven't spoken to and you've been you know uh, stuck in this hellhole uh, not be able to just get into like, oh, I love you, I miss you so much, and you know all the stuff that kind of plays out later on with the tape, um, yeah. and plus limited time frame. But yeah, it's really well done. That like, I know we're kind of shitting on certain aspects, but some of these things they're really nailing between this scene and we kind of glossed over it. But the Emily stuff, I mean, Emily, the Emily stuff in general, this whole season's been the most interesting. I've been saying that from the yeah. the initial discussion and very effective like really got me uh when she's back with her son and stuff like that and just trying to live a normal life after going through so much extreme trauma like really great stuff um yeah absolutely and then we got i mean uh, at least at least luke makes kind of a smart decision here like now just her because he doesn't want to see this dude that's been raping his wife for years or however long it's been Uh, then we have this thing with the mixtapes and again, it's like, what am I supposed to think of the fucking Lawrence's like make a decision already on where you want to go? Uh, just another excuse. Handmade handmade still has some good, uh, needle drops, but more excuses for some needle drops to come through, dropping some fucking tracks on them. Yeah, this is true. Now. I mean, this is a, a, a technicality, but, um, I'll I'll skip over the the meeting um, between Serena and Luke for now. Uh, the tape she records a tape, yeah, yeah, and it's in this packet that's given to Serena uh, by the Martha, and 
she, after the meeting, goes and the tape seems to still be in her bag, no? After the meeting? Yeah. Or am I wrong? Well, because when she goes and breaks down, like, she's not on the plane yet, but, yeah, she throws all her stuff around uh, in the room, and it looks like she still has the package, which, yeah, yeah, I wasn't quite clear either on that. Did she then then run out? the package. Yeah, did we not see her, like, run out? Oh, wait, hold on, (laughs) real quick. So that doesn't make none of that makes sense. Oh, maybe he, maybe yeah, nah, still doesn't make sense. And like <laughs> if she uh, like, slipped, the... I, I thought I thought the twist would be she put the thing in the little box. Yeah. you know that would be the obvious thing. But, but we don't does... see that, and we don't see him receiving it. We just see him like unwrapping a, a tape recorder. Maybe she gave it to the agent and got that sort of phone in exchange. But I don't think so because she looks surprised that there's a phone in her bag. So what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, and so is that who the phone was from? Yeah, the, the phone agent? was definitely from Mr. Coconuts. Uh, I thought maybe it was a sweet mo- uh, moment from Fred that was like, hey, no. if you need me, give me a call. I know this is going to be hard for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. But when she's on the plane, obviously the the – I mean, it's we we are agreed that it's the tape, right, in the in the for Luke package. Like, we, yes. we agree on that. Yeah. Right. So but, well, she does well, bring it to the meeting. What about this she, speculation – how about a GPS tracker on that bracelet or whatever she gave to Luke for the baby? Huh? That, that would be smart. How about um, this for you? Bit beyond her, I'd say. Um, and, it, like, they could do that, but it's it's it, it, I'm so confused by the sequence of events because it they they can do this, but then they also cut through time where, like, he starts listening to the tape, but then it also cuts to her recording it, and that's fine, but it's, like, jarring in a way where I'm like, but... Okay, so now do I get to see when he gets the fucking tape? Or yeah. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could. It's just... clear that it's the tape and what's happening, but like they just skipped over bits that I felt were kind of central. We could have seen, yeah, her either give the, I, I don't know. I guess they wanted the reveal of the phone. I, I don't know. I don't know why they'd made this choice they made there. Yeah, and again, maybe I'm just uh, totally missing something. So I, I was fully expecting me to say this, and you go like. But no, there's a quick scene where yeah. uh, she slips it in the tape or whatever. But no, no, I I did think the same thing. But I just had to be like, all right, I guess she ran back in and said, "Wait, come back, <laughs> hold on." Cool. <laughs> there's this tape um, here. <laughs> right. So um, then we well, well, let's talk about the meeting with uh, with Luke, um, uh, which is a good scene just in general. I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Um, and even like even I felt a little bit for Serena, but also Luke's com- obviously completely justified in the way he's acting, um, you know, because it was like God bless you, and he's like fuck you, you're never going to be anything to her. <laughs> and it, I mean, she says satisfying. I protected your wife, and I guess it's it's somewhat threatening, but not really. And then he's like, what do you mean? What did you say? Uh, and then he decides to take the the thing, kind of the the package. Yeah, that I, I like that line as well because there's ambiguity there where I don't think she means it as a threat actually, but then he's gonna hear it as a threat or it, it's like up in the air and it's not resolved, which is kind of nice actually. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, he he does let her hold uh, Holly, which is a problem because uh, apparently she is so controlled by her hormones that now she's gonna go to war with Canada or something. So great. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, well done. You do kind of feel for her, and um, I still don't, 
I mean, I'm still not a fan. I still wanted to get hit by a truck, like uh, June like says in the next him, episode, yeah. uh, or dragged by a truck. Uh, and I guess then we have a cut to the Lawrence, uh, Commander Lawrence and his wife, and now they're listening to mixtapes. Now things are fucking good at the Commander Lawrence household. Yep, good stuff. <laughs> um, I guess, just uh, sk- skipping through it now, I guess we do cut directly from the for Luke package on the ground when she's freaking out, and then she's in the plane, and she looks in the bag, and the phone is there. So I'm guessing she gave it to... Uh, Captain Coconuts uh, of the, you know, U.S. in exile. Yeah, Joel from Parenthood. Yeah, exactly, Joel (laughs) from Parenthood. Um, And then, like, when he unwraps it... ah, I don't know. Let's fucking move on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Commander Lawrence's wife listened to mixtapes. And so what? So June... I mean, Serena's one that says, now it's over, and then Fred says it doesn't have to be. And that's another moment that where we just leave it, right? We yeah. don't get to, which is such a weak way to do it. I guess I get it because they want the big reveal at the end of the episode, but it's so unclear what's happening at the end of the episode. Even where it's like, it's, well, Serena must have flipped, we think, because Waterford is so weak at this point that he wouldn't go out and do this just for his own sake to get power. So yeah, I think, uh, I guess we will have the, the flip where it was all about Serena getting more power to be able to do something, but I still, that isn't present in the way she's acting in these uh, in this next episode, really. Well, plus, it's this whole thing we've dealt with for two seasons of this back and forth with Fred and Serena. Because like you said, how like Fred is just kind of a waste at this point in a weird way. But because Fred is strong when they want him to be, and then he's kind of like very whimpery around Serena when they want him to be. And I guess that is kind of their relationship, and that is a little bit interesting. Um, but it's not really that interesting the way it's happening now. Uh, and yeah, because like the whole build up to it. Uh, well, first we have of uh, Matthew talks about how she's late, and then uh, she's apparently with child, and she's kind of the one that the, the handmaid that you're not sure if she's can be trusted because she's always saying the company line but she does kind of break a little bit and tell June that she's glad her baby is safe because, yeah. you know, here's the realization that I think she mentioned that she's already had a baby, I think, and this is like her I second. Think she, yeah. No, no, she had three babies oh, already, Jesus. they say, which yeah. is like, holy shit. And she's like, yes, I've been truly blessed. And that's why now when it's like, again, she's like, yeah, yeah. again, so fucking blessed. Yeah. <laughs> I get, yeah, and I like that because she I do like that. She also had a scene with her and June where like there's no one around. She's just kind of like, fuck you, June, yeah. is what you get. But because she is like in that, she is brainwashed to that point. Not every handmaid is like secretly sending, you know, notes about murdering the teacher around. Um so but still then she gets this moment of like fucking fuck this which is nice uh and then we have june being taken into a truck again very reminiscent of the end of season one it's like uh oh what's happening what's going on uh kind of intercut with luke listening to the tape where she kind of comes clean about you know what's been going on and how luke needs to find love and it's okay and she found love and talks about nick and how she's doing what she needs to survive and this is all for hannah it's still it's some good stuff. Uh, then we have Lydia getting June all all gussied up, 
and we get the reveal of this, you know, propaganda video that they're putting out. But this last scene, I hated. I, I hated it. I understand that. And I, I usually love the way The Handmaid's Tale uses uh, June's looks and, like, looks into the camera. But this was this felt just, like, too much because it mm. kind of does a slow pan zoom into her and then the lights kind of dim and she's just staring directly into the camera. Uh, yeah. I, I just, it was too much for me. I wasn't into it. Well, as far as the show itself, it wasn't too much, but it was a lot in the sense that, like, you had to do another take on that one, lads. Like, I get if you, uh, I'm talking to the people in universe here making yeah. this propaganda video, because there's a fucking furious handmaid in the background, and I get the idea of, like, we want to have a handmaid in here because it's, like, a symbol of our society, it's part of what makes us unique and it's part of our religion but then it's and and it would also make sense not to tell the handmaid too much of everything anything but given the fact that the rest of the world would see that as like this is like if you just see a couple and they're like we've lost our daughter wouldn't that be more powerful than seeing a couple saying that and in the background is someone who was sexually assaulted who has been sort of forced to bear this child for them who is also incidentally looking totally furious with her hands clenched like it would kind of take away from the message um but yeah so in that context it was certainly too much that final shot well i mean plus i guess i get i understand that it's probably not literally what she's doing like we're kind of supposed to be getting an insight into how june is feeling about the moment but i still i just didn't enjoy it i didn't like it it just felt like it was like Hey, Handmaid's Tale, how handmaids can you get? And they're like, oh, we can get pretty fucking Handmaid's Tale. Wait till you see the end of episode five when then Sunday Bloody Sunday is going to kick in. Fuck yeah, uh, bro. Jim, I'm just saying, if you think that's Handmaid's Tale, wait till you see episode six. We have the Washington Monument turned into a big cross. Yeah. We blew up the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. Um, let's get into that. I mean, yeah, we just smashed his uh, upper torso off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but left, the, and then we left the rest because we need to, we need to be uh, the site of a mel- very melodramatic argument. And then, meanwhile, there's a bunch of people right outside. So that would sure. that also explains why Serena couldn't be like, you know, I'm doing this for us because I, I almost chuckled at they had this big like drawn out argument, and everyone is like, I know I've said the acting's great, and the acting's still good, but that scene felt very like acting acting i'm acting and then they walk like right out to the steps and there's a fucking army of people right there like (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, episode six it does open with like people praying for baby nicole because it's like it's become an even bigger thing like it's a national symbol it's like this you know big lost baby and everything and that's why she has to go to the capital because we're doing an even bigger propaganda video or a series of propaganda videos and we get to see how things are a little bit different in the capital they have like the evil sith version of the gilead logo if you're watching us on youtube or even just uh, uh searching for gilead gazette on your podcast sure uh you'll find our version of the logo kind of a nice sunburst there they have the sith version they're oh, dark and yeah. gloomy in the capital capital yes yep uh so yeah we have red spots on the floor for handmaids to sit on as well Mm -hmm. very organized yeah we're off to dc and aunt lydia's pup is pumped uh Mm -hmm. i did kind of like that like is that what people say pumped i'm pumped (laughs) 
and then we meet uh, Chris Maloney. I, I, I forget what his character's name was, but it is Chris Maloney. Basically playing his character from uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, but in that he's, a, he's the cook at the camp. And he keeps making kind of like perverted or gay remarks unknowingly uh, because there is a scene where he's like basically hitting on uh, uh, Fred uh, when they're playing pool or whatever. First, he's like really showing him his ass. Then he's got his hands on his shoulder. And even Fred's like, "Uh oh, what's going on here? Uh, I got to pick up the subtext. Keep it snappy. Yeah, I, I have watched Wet Out American Summer. That wasn't uh, my first thought. Like, this is the exact same character. But <laughs> no, I guess it is. I see it. It's the exact same character. <laughs> okay. There's another shocking uh, sort of reveal there when we get to see... Uh, I just remember they referred to him as, like, the High Commander, which makes me go, okay, so we have commanders. Everyone so far has been a commander. Now we have a High Commander. So he's above them. Is, are there, is there a council of High Commanders? Is there just the one... Is that their name for the president? Is this the president? Or, like, what's the deal? But the handmaids don't know, so why should we know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and, and like, w- it is funny because they're like, oh, you thought you knew Gilead because you were up in yeah. Boston, liberal fucking Boston Gilead? <laughs> Let's get the fucking real Gilead, bitch. This is the Gilead's Gilead. You know, our handmaids don't talk. They get their faces covered up. I got six kids. I don't even care. I'll bring as many kids as I want. It doesn't even matter. This is Gilead, yeah, which, bro. Which the people behind the show in, in some article I read it referred to it as like Serena's like amazed at how many kids there are. And she's like, wow, wish had I had this many kids. Like that's how they describe it. Maybe that's them trying to like... Uh, get us off the trail of a potential twist. Um, but still, I'm like, that's not how I would read it. If I was anyone in that room, like, obviously, if you're a handmaid, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But even a commander, it's like, oh, but we, like, send, like, one one baby. Like, that's the policy. But it's like, no, no, we're in charge. So it really shows, I don't know, not that they've always claimed to be, like, equal uh, in Gilead, but it's still, like a real fuck you to everyone else that you just have all these babies, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I guess it is kind of like they are really showing us a class system that exists, and and, uh, it is a good way to show that, well, you know, to us beforehand, the, uh, you know, Fred and Serena were kind of tip of the top almost, but these are the people, the real haves, uh, the real wealthy people down in D.C. But it's just so... I mean, I'm, I, I I shouldn't say this with any surprise, but it's so weird and gross that they would act like it's not a big deal that their whole society is founded on, like, we don't have enough babies. What do yeah. we? How do we get them babies? And it's like, oh, we're just going to hoard them in the most <laughs> obvious way possible. But I guess it's fine because we put bolts through everyone's mouths so they can't talk back. Well, and also there's kind of this interesting kind of thing that I, I never thought about before. Because the wife makes mentions of how mention of how like she she tells Serena how she read her book and um, you know thank you for this great new world because beforehand we were career people and it almost yeah. kind of pitches them as they probably were people like in a regular world 
And they're like, ah, we don't really, I don't want to have kids. You know, it's so much responsibility. I, I, I love my job. I love to be able to do what I want. I can hop on a plane, go to wherever. But now that there's a world where kids are currency, like, ah, I want all the kids. Give me them. I, I always wanted to have a family. I just want a big family. Like, it is kind of interesting because it feels like it's not genuine. And it's like they have them because they can. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. And um, what's the name of that actress uh, who's the wife? She, we, we saw her on... Um Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Uh, where I did most recently. Yeah, she's, she's great. Uh, let me look that up real quick. I think it's like uh, space in our name because I did know it. I promise. I'm not even making it up right now. I'm trying to pull up the IMDb Haunting of Hill House real quick. Uh, oh, right. Elizabeth Reeser. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's great. And uh, I believe we'll see more of her and this new High Commander in the next few episodes. We have multiple propaganda videos shot, or one at first, where we have the big fucking wings behind uh, June, similar to Game of Thrones. No, I was going to say, clearly Fred saw the Game of Thrones finale before the Gilead, and he was very inspired by what people on Twitter call, you know, great cinematography. Uh, so yes, he's framing the wings, uh, around June. It's great because I can't tell if they're like making a, a point that he's a cornball with that. I guess they kind of are, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, but it's, you know, Gilead isn't much for subtlety anyway, yeah. so I don't think anyone's like, uh, against it. But yeah, there's this big thing with wings. It doesn't even have a head or anything, so they just frame it perfectly. It is kind of weird to me that the handmaid is given such center stage, but this, I suppose, is their way of trying to show the world the legitimacy of their sort of uh, family structure that they've created and that they did try to like sell to Mexico, and Mexico was kind of buying it as well. So even though there are kids everywhere all over the world and it's not actually a problem. Um, but yeah, so we basically have this to parallel the later scene where she is the one who gets down on her knees and, and then all the handmaids follow suit. But like, they don't flip it at the end. They they give give us a little bit of like, ah, oh, maybe she's not going to get down on her knees, but then she just does. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- before that, though, Nick does show up uh fred decides to play with things a bit have him stand in because like ha you thought you were standing in for me well how about you stand in for me uh then you know they have a little sweet moment where they kind of hold hands for a second in view of everyone uh, like they like they want to do on camera yeah yeah of course <laughs> like, totally on brand for them like yeah. uh let's uh, be as flagrant as possible uh then yeah we have a moment where uh it must be after because i i just made a note that how serena comments seeing her changed everything for me and then june's talking about you know how our girl deserves better uh i'm not sure if this is the moment or later when when like she's like have you seen their handmaids like you know because there's they're trying to remind serena the the whole reason why she let nicole go was because she got her finger cut off and that women can't read. And now you're seeing people with their mouths sewn shut. This is not a good, like, yeah, I guess the kids in this uh, Chris Maloney house are happy. But once they piss the wrong person off, I mean, we even saw, I mean, I guess I totally forgot about that girl. They drowned in a pool last year. <laughs> yeah, so did everyone else. Um she 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 does get to talk to the Swiss, and immediately you feel a different uh, vibe compared to, like, say, uh, exchanged words with some, like, oh, we want to bring down Gilead. Now it's more like, 
yes, we we understand your feelings of frustration at this time, but uh, we're going to go ahead and give back your baby anyway. Even though she explains that it's neither of their children, and uh, nobody wants the baby brought back. But it's like, yeah, but eh, Gilead's kind of powerful now, so we're just going to do whatever. She strikes a deal to have Nick come to them which he eventually does, but it's kind of rejected because, as we find out, he was quite central, it seems, in the whole, you know, bringing down the U.S., uh, the crusade, as they call it, which which is cool. That was a cool scene of him walking down the train. Everyone does a salute and all that, and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, now it makes sense that he's a commander. Um, it was like a I very like- uh, very Nazi-esque uh, type scene, yeah. but this is a clear retcon, which is kind of annoying, but... There's not, they didn't, I guess they've been, always been purposely vague, except for when we saw that he was kind of a loser in the real world in one of his flashbacks. I, uh, yes, I felt like it was kind of justified because in that flashback episode for him, we see him take on like someone who's instrumental, recruits him early on, like before yeah. there's a Gilead. So even though he's a driver now, we know he is also an eye serving this person. So the fact that he was, what I assume, my first guess, it doesn't have to be the case, obviously, but there was a big terror attack on the government. So like maybe he was the one making sure the bombs got to the right place or, or part of that somehow. He could still be a driver after that, but he would be a driver who is an I. And that's why everyone's like, yeah, you know, definitely time for you to be a commander. It's, uh, you know, uh, long overdue. My only problem with it is that it's just making Nick even more like all the other characters in the show. Now he's yeah. basically another Commander Lawrence. He's another Serena. Yeah. Like, because if you think That's about true. all the stuff he's done in the past, like to try to help June get away and everything like that, and even, I mean, I guess you can argue it wasn't so much that he was against Gilead and he was for June because he loves her or whatever. Uh, but yeah. it's just because, you know, think of all the stuff he's done in the past and like sneaking around and doing whatever. Uh, but now it's like, because it's also, you know, we've been hearing about him being off to Chicago and we've kind of assumed that it was something like against his will in a weird way like he's being forced to do it but now it's kind of revealed that like no he wants to be on the front lines in chicago you know he's he's you know top dick there everyone's saluting him it was a cool shot it was a great scene like when that happens but i don't know yeah well i i I totally get that we do get to hear him say not that it justifies everything we're looking back but like he says to June before he goes to see them that like once you get in bed with like the government it's not that easy to get out um he talking about the Swiss and why he wouldn't trust to deal with them and he from before from before the fall he had a great distrust of politicians in general blaming them for the situation uh all of this can sort of be related to current day events uh in a nice way uh but yeah no I I still see what you mean because he has been one way and now it's just saying, nah, it was this way all along. On the other hand, Nick has always been a kind of flat, two-dimensional character. And as opposed to Commander Lawrence, who has always been, oh, I'm so crazy and wacky all over the place. Who yeah. knows what I'm going to do next? This is almost like I don't feel that it changes Nick's character. Because he even does go to kind of betray his country. And they're like, nah, we don't trust you. At least that's how I read it. And so his character is still the same. But he's so deeply entrenched that he can't get out. He can try to get June out, but he can't get out. Well, I mean, that would be interesting. I guess I didn't read that. I mean, if if that's the case, is that he went to go do it. And then they were bringing up his past. 
and they don't trust him and then he decides to say fuck it and i guess maybe that is kind of there and i just didn't pick it up uh because it is left pretty open like he shows up it just would be weird because then i feel like they already knew who he was and they agreed to the meeting with june but i guess the other statement is that you know yeah you can't like they're they're the statement of the show is kind of that like politics in general are bullshit and even these quote-unquote good guys aren't really good guys either because it's all in like political best interest no matter what it's not about like the baby or whatever it's just about keeping their shit kind of good and gilead can do whatever they want yeah which is obviously true within gilead as well the commanders they're like yeah the system's great no no problems here i have eight babies um (laughs) yeah like yeah so the top dogs I think uh, Nick is at heart just a, a good old-fashioned socialist, wants to get rid of the, the head of the snake, but then there's just two more new heads. Well done, Nick. Um, but then again, yeah, maybe so. it's Nick and Serena, and th- all this has been the plan all along, June. Pay attention. Oh. Wake up, June. Hello, McFly. Wake <laughs> up. This has been the plan all along. I'm going to Chicago. Serena's taking the baby back. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say anything more about the shouting match? And I mean, she does have to put on the whole mouth cover thing as well. But uh, yeah, there's a big, there's well, a big scene. Before that, we should talk about the Lydia scene because I actually really like this. Um, because they've, I feel like the line they try to run with a lot of these characters, like we've talked a lot about Serena or Commander Lawrence and even Nick to a point here. Sometimes they don't handle it well. But I kind of like this line they run with Aunt Lydia. Now, I don't want them to all of a sudden Aunt Lydia is a fucking patriot and she's on the side of the resistance. But I'd like her weird twisted morality. And in a weird way, like some of the shitty things she does is almost a a way to save them from having their mouths sewn shut. Um, And then just like they've always kind of shown she has this deep compassion for the handmaids and kind of feels like she's doing the right thing, even though like in the previous episode, she's like beating the shit out of uh, uh, what's her face? Um, Janine. Yeah, because Janine's a nut. So. So, yeah, I don't know. I just like this. And it's like, do you know, do you want us all to be silence? I try. And she's like, no, I don't. I just try to think of the good I can do. And she kind of mentions how she thinks of June a lot and it kind of makes more sense now because sometimes I'm like, Jesus, June gets away with everything. Uh, and it is almost like she's a weird teacher's pet in a, in a way with, with aunt Lydia, uh, where she's doing her own twisted version of protecting them. Yeah. But I thought she was surprised when she saw the bolted mouths, you know? Well, Um, yeah, I do think she was because they did. Yeah. They did earlier scene as well. I think maybe it wasn't quite surprise, maybe partial surprise, but it was definitely horror. Like, oh my, like, is this part of, is this the, the, the land that I'm helping to build or the world I'm helping to build? I I think that was definitely there. Yeah. Uh, No, I I agree. She is like one of the, she's kind of the only character in Gilead that they do a good job of showing that she believes in what she's doing and believes it's not perfect, but this is what she has to do. Serena, it's obviously always been kind of, there was that at some point, but then there's the selfishness that comes in. And that is the case with all of the characters like Fred. I mean, early on in season one, we got to find out about uh, Jezebel's and like all the commanders are actually big whores and uh, all that stuff. So they're not actually following their own laws 
Um, but Lydia is Aunt Lydia is one who actually kind of uh, yeah makes sense, which is nice to see some consistency in this world where things often feel like they'll just go in whatever direction uh, they need to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, then we have the the Lincoln Memorial. It's torn down. Uh, and we have this showdown. Like, there's even literally, I feel like a shot where like the camera kind of pans down as and moves in as they're like on opposite ends and they're walking towards each other in very much a showdown uh, respect. And of course, you know, Serena's wearing the green. We got Serena in the green trunks going up against June in the red trunks. Ah, oh, they're both coming up with jabs. They're coming in. Oh, that's a that's a left hook you can't love. You don't know how from June. Ah, yeah. man. Uh, uh, I should have I should have put a uh, pin in you when I uh, when I uh, when I first met you. Oh, that's a that's a striking uppercut from Serena. <laughs> I should have let you burn when I had the chance. Oh my God, it's to the body, to the body. Um, like don't get me wrong. It's I know I've been shitting on this, but there's there's a few decent moments in there, but I just couldn't get over the whole situation. To me, I it was making me kind of gloss over a bit because I was like, ah oh, man, this is like so. So on the, it didn't feel like, I know they want it to be like epic and it's like, here we are at the Lincoln Memorial, you know, this, this place of wonder and this kind of, this place where, I mean, I've been there and you do get like, as at least as a good old citizen of the U S of a, you get kind of a sense of pride and, and, um, inspiration and, you know, they tore it down for their shitty world they want where, yeah, the, the, the Washington monuments across and they're having this big, you know, argument uh, and I mean, some of it's all right. It just some of it, it was just too much for me. Yeah, uh, I've also been there, and for me, the thought was it's fucking crowded in here, isn't it? <laughs> it's super because, crowded. Because uh, in every film and TV show, it's always completely empty, and this is no exception. It's like they're doing a big ass film production, and I don't know why they're pointing it the cameras at the Lincoln Memorial, given that they blew it up and not at the big cross. That's the other direction. Um, but you know, oh well, they got nice stairs. Um, so yeah, no. Why is there no like PA? Like ah, you're needed on stage, uh, Mrs. <laughs> uh, Waterford. Yeah. Like we fucking got a show to run. Like and if, if even if not, like why doesn't Serena Joy have a coffee cup or something? I don't know. Like you do know, off off camera. I it, like because they're just standing there. It is kind of absurd when they leave, and it's like oh, we just happen to be recording right now. Uh, yeah, we we happily let our uh, prized handmaid, who's been so close to escaping a million times, just kind of wander around on her own, looking at the memorial and that. Before it seems like just walking down and immediately like happening to arrive as they're shooting this thing. Um, there's like so many handmaids, thousands and thousands, uh, showing the power of Gilead and such. But it's yeah. like that was. That was all happening at the same time. I I don't have a huge problem with it, but I'm like, oh, it's a bit of a surprise, and it didn't really go anywhere except to further inflate the Waterfords, which is like the whole thing, the thing with the high commander as well. Like, wow, you have a future here in Washington, and and so on. Which you know, that would all be interesting if uh, if it. I don't know. It could all be interesting. We'll see. It's not at the moment to me. I want to go back real quick to what you're talking about, how it's always crowded because, uh, I mean, it's slightly off topic, but when you go to like Lincoln Memorial and yeah, there is a ton of people there. Uh, there's a bit on the Simpsons when Lisa goes to Lincoln Memorial and she's like, Mr. Lincoln, I need some advice. And she starts asking like advice. But then as she's talking, someone else comes up. It's like, Mr. Lincoln, I need to know. And then another person comes out and another person comes and everyone's yelling to Mr. Lincoln. 
Uh, and then she has to go to, I forget what monument she goes to and no one's there. And, but then like yeah. that monument talks and he's like, I get so lonely anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably harping on it too much. I'm probably nitpicking too, uh, a, a bit too much on it, but it just felt too, like it, it kind of broke the fourth wall to me and I became too aware. Uh, and I know that's like a silly thing to say about watching a TV show, but I feel like when we watch, we want to be kind of swept up in the story. We want to kind of be in, in on it. It just sometimes it feels a little too on the nose and you're kind of very aware that they're like, message, message, here's a message, let's get to this. Um, but yeah, then, you know, June says, I should have let you burn when I had the chance. Uh, it's still, it's, it is impressive, like the line of, lines of handmaids and, you know, the, I guess we're seeing the power of Gilead. But then again, it also is kind of like, we had a problem with kids being born, I guess. <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> uh, and because it, at the very least, this makes it feel like the other videos always, and maybe this is the point, the other videos always felt like such obvious propaganda where it was like, who would ever buy this? But then again, I guess that's the point is that people just buy into obvious propaganda where this felt like it was more of a big, huge moment like that you'd see like you know, not to compare it to the women's march or something, but when they're like, oh, the women's march, look at all the people here. And you're just impressed that all the people are there and it really feels like a movement. This kind of shows that Gilead is a movement. I felt like where internationally people would watch you like, oh, okay, you know, this is a real thing and people believe it, even if it's kind of all fake. Yeah. I mean, it's a definite North Korean vibes of like all these ranks of people arrayed and making a very impressive performance Never mind the fact that, you know, they're in mortal peril all the time if they make one wrong move. Did you think she was going to get on her knees or did you think she was going to try to stab Commander Waterford or what were you thinking? Well, I mean, I'm thinking she's going to do something every time one of these happens. Uh, yeah, but then I guess, again, it's the, the, the mission statement is still about Hannah and that, she, you know, she can't sacrifice herself for baby Nicole here uh, because there's still the possibility that it might work out. And then there's still the possibility of Hannah. I assume that's just the main thing on why she's going along with this stuff. I suppose so. Um, and of course, we couldn't have a big thing happening at the end of the episode because we all know that the final shot always has to be the face shot where yeah. we just see her looking out at stuff. And that is indeed how we wrap, I believe, all of these episodes. Get a very uh, super close-up well, of her eye there with the cross. Yeah, for a second, I almost thought, because they cut to like one of the handmaids, like kind of, maybe not grin, but like looks at, Ju at June. And I was almost thought they were going to do another like bomb situation, but I was like, oh, what would that, that wouldn't help. You just blow up a bunch of handmaids. You just blow <laughs> yes. up your allies. Uh, yeah. And even the, the uh, reflection, the cross reflection in the eye again, I think that was just a bit much. Hold it back a little bit. Handmaid's tail. Um, well, I, I don't think they shall, but uh, we shall see. Uh, I don't know if it's 10 episodes or 13 episodes this season, but uh, we still have a ways to go either way. Are we totally wrong on this? Please do let us know. Send an email to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. You can, of course, also leave a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. Otherwise, it's showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Absolutely. Um, and I, I spaced out here. So oh, okay, well, you can always go to Jim and them if you like that charismatic approach that he just took there. You can find more from Jim at uh, jimandthem.com. Yes, it's a different podcast and awesomepedia.org for anything from me. Besides that, I only have one more thing to say. What's that? Stop the presses.